for 11 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. And if you follow along the broadcast regularly, this is generally our On the House Hour, where we have a special guest about something specifically on your home, castle, or cabin. And if you subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, you know that we're talking solar today, but we're actually having to flip hours. They're going to join us at 10 o'clock, so we're going to do our open home hour right now. We open the lines up to you, the Arizona homeowner, anything you want to call about your home, castle, or cabin, give us a ring at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. When you get the auto attendant, just press 1, and that'll put you straight into the studio. Walter Cronkite, School of Broadcasting graduate, is uh, Julia Bradshaw, standing by to take your call. Text 411-923, or you can email info at rosieonthehouse.com. Yep. Sweet Jennifer decided to stay home this morning. Had a we have a special. We, we have a lot of special guests in the studio all the time. We got a special guest at home this weekend, so she wanted to stay and visit our our two youngest daughters. Julia flew in from uh, Sacramento area, and uh, she was here to attend Carol's virtual graduation from Colorado Christian University last night. And Katie came over, and we had a we had a good old high time last night. A good old, big old prime rib feast and uh, as as we were watching the virtual graduation the president of the university finished the uh, speech the guest speaker finished his speech the president came back up and said well our third party provider has just informed me that the graduation link for virtual graduation is not working <laughs> oh no Ooh. oh man <laughs> uh, so i think all the girls are uh Hanging out at the swimming pool this morning, getting a little Saturday morning suntan, and Mom's getting a little extra visiting in with Julia, who's in visiting from out of town. But I do have a little follow-up from last week. We had uh, David Byrne in from Green ID. If you're watching us by the calendar, by our own calendar, you know that we're talking a lot about energy management this particular month. And we've had Rias on. Uh, that had a, a, a special offer to encourage you to get a whole energy audit. Uh, we had David Byrne on to encourage you to do the same thing. We've got Kyle coming in to talk about solar next hour. And Romy, and I, I, I do all this promoting. And you know what the first email that was sitting in my email box when I went in on Tuesday morning last week? Uh, it's going to be something so obvious. Oh. It was about a seven-paragraph explanation on where should I spend money first to save money on my electric <laughs> bill. I've, these are Did all. Did you just the, forward like the last the, six podcasts yeah, and be like, ah, here, do know, some homework and then follow up? They went through all the insulation bids that they had. They went through all the window bids that they had. They went through all the air conditioning bids they had. They had solar proposals. They had everything, and Sounds, I just wrote them back and I said. Why don't you start with a $99 home energy audit? <laughs> Sounds like with all the work they did, it did a lot of homework in that. 
just listening they, to a couple hours of the podcast would have saved them a whole a lot ton of, time. of time. Well, one of the things we talk about in energy management uh, is make sure you've contacted your utility provider, your electrical provider, and are buying the power on the plan that's most economical for you. Uh, uh, the utility companies will tell you the majority of their own customers have not chosen the right plan. And I'm on APS, and they actually have a comparison tool on their website. And I'd never gone on it because uh, I, just, I just hadn't. But I went on it this week. Just curious. And I found out it was really pretty darn accurate. It was so accurate that I contacted APS and I said, look, I want you to take my last years of invoices and I want you to tell me how much would I have saved or spent on each one of the different plans. And it was absolutely incredible. My annual energy bill could have gone as high as $6,400 or as low as $4,800. Whew. That's a 50% difference. That's a $2,400 savings. And that's without spending a penny. That's just with being on the right plan. And that is exactly what their tool on their website showed me. So it was incredibly accurate. And we're going to be bringing on uh, Kyle from Sun Valley Solar next hour, talking about his new easy energy calculator that yeah, I, cl they... I clicked on. I, I was done with the math and the figuring in, in less than five minutes. And it's data that they've analyzed and taken from their over 6,000 solar installs that they've done in Arizona. I love To it. put together these prepackaged programs to give you a ballpark. Because in the past, the solar company would want to come out. They'd want to get your energy bill for the whole year, see your total kilowatt usage, and then build your program. And they can still do that. But they're like, look, let's simplify it. Let's put together these four options. And we'll talk about that in the next hour uh, with Kyle because he they built the program so they're going to explain it better it's, and that's it, why they're coming on air it, with us. It's a great program. We're, we're going into the time of year where it becomes even more obvious than ever that we have an abundant amount of solar and we could put that to use in our daily living life. And then with their Tesla batteries, what that can do for you as well and how you can use that in high peak times the battery plus the solar to offset demand consumption from the power company during those high peak times. Solar conversation at 10 o'clock here at Rosie on the House this morning. Nine o'clock conversation is uh, kind of our Memorial Day special edition. We're going to have Major Thacker from the National Guard come in and talk to us about uh, flag protocol. Uh, we're also going to bring in, you know, at 930, we always reach out and we say, what's the number one question we got this week? And I think this is an indication of everybody getting ready to go start using their summer homes. The number one query we had this week was how do I clean my deck, wood deck or composite deck? Well, there aren't very many of those in the Valley. Uh, so anyone asking that question must have a home up in Yavapai, Coconina, uh, or Apache County. Or so, or out of state. You know, or, Colorado, or out of state Wyoming. Well. We have a lot of Wisconsin uh, 
Snowbirds. So we're going to reach out to our uh, uh, Yavapai County uh, building and remodeling specialist, Tom Riley. He's going to join us and talk about how do you care for those decks. You know, if you haven't gotten one of our calendars, it's not too late. You say, well, yeah, but it's already halfway through the year. Yeah, but every page of this calendar has money-saving tips on it. Our May, our May has a scheduled energy audit with Green ID for $99, and they're going to give you 12 free air filters when you get it done. And then we've got a special on Captain Jack's dead bug. I had to use that to get the spider mites off my artichokes. Worked like a champ. And then next month, you've got Clearco window treatments that's going to clean four free windows. So every I think, month, I think that's when you have twelve cleaned, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, and a fifty dollar off with Blue Sky Pest Control. One month, right there. So if you haven't got a calendar or you want a calendar to give as a gift, because of COVID. Because there were no home shows, we have a little bit of excess, and we would love to get them out in your hands. And Don't think because it's June you don't need this calendar. This calendar pays for itself and more. It more than pays for itself because it's free. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to send it to you free, and then there are money coupons in it every single month. And then it's got our contractor referral network on the back page. So if you need a home service provider, you've got a quick, easy, fast reference right there. Everyone has gone through the same screening process and comes with the same uh, guarantee of homeowner satisfaction and just verify that, you know, they've signed the code of ethics and the complaint resolution policy we hold. Reach out to us at rosyonthehouse.com and, uh, uh, you'll you'll get the complete package of partners Tucson, all our Tucson partners, all our Phoenix area partners, and all our Prescott Prescott Valley partners. So, it's uh, a special Memorial Day edition. We've got an interview coming up with Major Thacker from the National Guard. Uh, Leanne, I see you're on hold. I'm going to beg your patience and ask you just hold on, and we will get to your question. Uh, in particular, uh, it's it's on the garden topic. I want everybody to know that I participated in a seminar this past week by the Home Improvement Research Institute and the Farnsworth Group. Very resp- and Kermit Baker from Harvard University, all very respected leaders in the home improvement industry. And from every indication they can tell, the bottom of this COVID mess hit the home improvement industry April 13th. And as far as I can tell, we are a perfect representation at Rosie on the House Remodeling of that. We had people signing contracts and asking, can you just order the products? We'll give you the deposit, get them on hand. And as soon as we feel comfortable, you know, we'd like to go ahead and proceed. We were getting people put in line. Most of those people have since called and said, Rosie, let's get this job done. <laughs> so we we have seen that. Our Some pool builder had his biggest gross biggest sales. Month, yeah. uh, our roofing comp partner, one of them says, uh, hasn't even noticed anything. Not even a glitch. So I think this is soon to be history in our rearview mirror. There are going to be some trends that are upcoming. There's going to be a big, big trend, big trend to aging. 
in home. And I, I anticipate that being our biggest remodeling lead source. If you follow along in our home maintenance calendar, you know we have a weekly to-do around your home castle or cabin to keep up on all the things that our homes require for maintenance. This one's a little different than maintenance. This one is the flagpole because it is Memorial Day weekend and we want to make sure that all of our Arizona homeowners have old glory displayed properly. And to talk a little bit about uh, the flag, proper etiquette, and a little bit more about the connection to the American flag, we've got Major Thacker and the Public Affairs Officer for the Arizona National Guard. Thank you for your time this morning, sir. Good morning. Major. I'm, absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Our article, you can find it online, and it's got a lot of the to-dos and don'ts on how to display the flag. But talking before the we went live on the mic, you wanted to talk more on the, the connection we should have to the American flag as a living symbol of the living America. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people have their own personal experiences with the flag. It's, in my opinion, something that should always be treated with a form of dignity and respect. Um, what that looks like tends to be personal, right? When you see, um, you know, as, as a soldier, I, I take an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States. Well, that flag is a, a symbol of that. And I think it's important that we look at it as something that is a measurement of who we are as a nation. And, and some of those personal experiences I was talking to you earlier about when I was in Iraq, what do you do and don't you do when it comes to the disposal? Well, first of all, you always want to show it in its brightest, most brilliant form. You want it to not touch the ground. You want it to not touch other things because um, it is something that should always hang free because uh, it is a symbol of, of our freedom. But yeah, so when we were in Iraq, we had this old tattered flag. And here we were. We were a group of about 12, 13 guys because I was embedded with them. I was a public affairs uh, NCO at the time. And we were uh, working with 350 Iraqis, you know. So we had this flag and we had to like figure out, well, how do you dispose of a flag properly? Because we knew that it wasn't in its greatest form and it couldn't be repaired and it couldn't be fixed. Uh, after looking it up, what we realized is that as long as you're treating it with a form of dignity and respect in terms of how you get rid of it, uh, burning it is a traditional way to get rid of it, and you do it ceremonial in a ceremonial fashion, um, you can do that with dignity and respect. And we did this. It was weird out in the middle next to the Shat El Arab River that empties into, um, into the Gulf. Uh, we had this little fire pit and we had this very honorable ceremony. We were called to attention. The commander said a few words and we put this flag uh, into the fire pit and we, you know, you salute it and it's uh, just a very honorable moment. And that's a symbol of who we are across the country, across the world. You're there with 12 other U.S. soldiers mm -hmm. and you said 350 Iraq. I mean, you're outnumbered pretty significantly <laughs> here. You're talking about trust. I mean, that's that. Well, you know, it's so <laughs> funny when we talk about how we express ourselves with the flag when it comes to protests and all these other things. At the end of the day, you know, I always like to think that the, the First Amendment is a very important uh, piece of our, our country because um, if we don't have expression, we don't really have anything. I may not like how someone expresses themselves, but as long as I'm preserving it, that matters. And that's, to me, a lot of what the symbolism of that flag is about. Now, you're talking about personal experiences with the flag. I was pretty young when the, the instance that the movie Black Hawk Down is about, mm -hmm. you saw on TV a lot of times people over there burning the American flag and... And about that time was about the first time I was at a Boy Scout camp, Geronimo, mm -hmm. and they burned the flag at the end of, of the weekend. That, that was actually hard for me. I'm like, you know, you see it being burnt in such disrespect. Right. Why are we burning it here? Yeah. And, and it took a long time to understand the proper way to retire that. If someone is doing that with our flag, 
even if we don't like it, we need to know why they're doing it. They have a reason. And if we don't take the time to understand why, then we can't solve the problem and we can't be more unified as a people. And my grandfather was a Navy veteran and he is one of those people that, you know, he, he doesn't like to see the flag merchandised or, or commercialized on neckties or jackets yeah. or handkerchiefs. He, uh, I grew up very uh, under a very straight guys. This is this is what the flag's for. Don't commercialize it. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying because I, my grandfather, he was a World War II vet and he was the same way. Like it really bothered him. I remember being in the 80s and it was very controversial. That's when that commodification actually started becoming popular. Um, if you take the same people who are critics then and you put them in a modern context, I would argue that they're probably the ones that are doing that. And it's because they, I think they think they're being patriotic and that's good. I mean, I think their heart is in the right place. I just think that um, they lose sight of those traditions of how we treat and honor the flag. It's not something that we maybe teach as much as we might have when we were younger. And so some of that meaning is lost. But at the end of the day, uh, it, it is, I think, about love of country. And that flag, I mean, it, it's, I can't remember exactly off the top how many different versions from the original colonial flag to, you know, the 50 states we have now and the the stars and the blue battlefield and the red, white for, for honor and... Um, the, the 13 colonies. The 13 and, yeah. colonies. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's funny. If you look at uh, the right side of any soldier, you'll see that we have a flag. But if you look at the protocols and how to fly a flag, you always have the blue to the left. Well, if you look at my flag, it's not. Well we tend to not promote the idea of retreating in the army. And so when you carry a flag into battle, that blue is at the front and the, and the stripes are behind you. So when you don the patch on your right shoulder, you're, you're advancing, you're going forward. Oh. We don't even really use the idea of retreat. We retrograde. I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you always hung it re on reverse on your shoulder, but I never knew that was why. Yeah, it's like you're flying it into battle. I yep. gotcha. I yeah. like it. All right. Major Thacker, the Public Affairs Officer, Arizona National Guard. It is Memorial Day weekend. This is the time to remember all those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice, and we appreciate you sharing a little bit of your, your personal story, and we encourage everyone to get out and fly Old Glory this weekend. All right, and we're going to continue this conversation, but hang on, that music indicates a bottom-of-the-hour news, and we can do a lot of things here, but we can't stop the clock. More with Major Thacker right after this. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. If you're just joining us, we have a special guest in studio, Major Thacker, Public Affairs Officer for the Arizona National Guard, and talking about the American flag for this Memorial Day weekend. Can I tell a quick Memorial Day story? Absolutely. So, you know, driving out here, one of the things I noticed is that I passed Piestawa Peak. You know, she was uh, someone who gave us the ultimate sacrifice for the state of Arizona. And when you think about what's happening right now in this COVID environment with Navajo Nation and everything, it really reminds you of why Memorial Day is important because of sacrifices like Piestua. And another little uh, fact is, uh, did you know that in Arizona, when uh, a soldier may be stationed in Georgia or who dies overseas, but they're from Arizona, um, when you go to give that notification to next of kin, it's usually an Arizona National Guardman doing it. Uh, we cover the majority of the state for all fallen soldiers. Mm. And uh, when I was enlisted, I had the honor of doing it. It's probably <clears throat> the hardest job I've ever done, but it's also probably the most honorable. And uh, mine was for, <laughs> sorry, I get a little choked up when mm -hmm. I think about it, but uh, PFC, uh, Barbara Vieira, her family, they live out in Mesa. <clears throat> and what was really interesting about 
that is she was truly the American dream. Her parents were immigrants to this country, and uh, she just wanted something better for her life and for her daughter. She joined the military. She went to Afghanistan where she lost her life. But, um, you know, it's really it's days like Memorial Day where we think about that and, and these sacrifices of our fellow citizens. And you just told her story, and we assume that, you know, everyone knows the story of Paestawa, but, you know, that's, that's a huge 20 story. years ago. I mean, there's yeah. people in, in Arizona that probably have no idea. So do, do you want to share I mean, I, I, I can share what I know of, of Laura Piestua. Um I know that she was Native American. I think she was the first Native American female to fall in combat for this country. I know that she was on a mission in Iraq um, where the, the unit had gotten lost the other woman who actually survived that, Jessica Lynch, she received several injuries in that situation. Um, you know, it's funny when we talk about honoring people in combat, oftentimes we think about that special forces guy or that Navy SEAL. But what most people don't realize is that in Iraq at that time, um, the most vulnerable, we call them MOSs, military occupations, uh, was a truck driver. They faced more threat than anyone because they had to travel and commute on those roads. And so, and that's where they came from, I think it was a logistics unit. And so when they were, when they were caught in that ambush um, and they put up that fight, it was, it was pretty incredible. And, and people like her lost their lives. Major Thacker, public affairs officer for the Arizona National Guard, and talking about the American flag for this Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for your time this morning, sir. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Get that flag flying Memorial Day weekend. And I'll tell you what, um, it's that time of year. Memorial Day is kind of the official start of summer. And I think all of you that got stuck trying to leave town yesterday uh, are now aware of that. You're going up to Yavapai County, going up to Coconino County, uh, getting out of the valley, going to go open that house for the summer. I understand I-17 was gridlocked from Black Canyon City oh. to Anthem. The turn in Payson to turn right at 260 was one hour wait. <laughs> so things are back to normal. Uh, so so well, was, every, that a, was that an accident? No, that no. That, that was just, that was just Memorial Day traffic heading out of the valley up to places like Prescott, where I'd like to go right now and bring in a good friend of mine, Mr. Tom Riley of Renovations. Tom, good morning. Good morning, Rosie. Good morning, Romy. <laughs> did did you feel the traffic crush hit y'all last night? <laughs> no. Okay. Good. No, I was, I, and I, I lived downtown Prescott, and uh, it was, it was great. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, and before I forget, Major Thacker, thank you for your service. Yes, absolutely. And uh, Prescott's open for business. He, he just stepped out of the studio, but we'll make sure he got that time. Oh. Thank you. Uh, yes, Prescott is open for business, and you know it's really kind of nice to see everything coming back. The restaurants are open. Uh, they're going to start opening up movie theaters here in another week, and you know entertainment venues, things like that. That's... And uh, it's it's coming back. I mean, there's uh, the bars are open, and you know everybody's being smart about it. You know, there's not being there's no real cavalier attitude towards it. Everybody's taking this whole COVID nineteen thing seriously, uh, seriously enough. But still, you know, we're getting back to normal, and. Uh, it's kind of nice. Well, folks, I had to reach out to Tom because the number one inquiry we got at Rosie on the House this past week is how do I clean and remove mold from my composite deck? And we just don't have that many of those in Pima County or Maricopa County or Gila County. Well, a few in Gila County, but in Pinal County. 
So I thought, well, I know Tom will know because they do a bunch of decks. They do a bunch of composites decks up in, Cav- in Yavapai, Coconino County. So, Tom, are y'all, are y'all putting wood decks, in, real wood decks in anymore? No. Really? I don't think we've done a wood deck in oh, five, five to eight, maybe even ten years. Yeah, see, we haven't poured a concrete slab for a patio or a driveway in about the same amount of time. Down here, everything's gone to pavers, which it should. So everything has gone to the composite deck. Actually, a great material. That is a good material. It's you know, it's it's kind of like the best of both worlds. It's uh, both typically it's recycled plastic with uh, recycled wood scraps, and uh, that's pretty much what the, most of the composites are made of. One of the things that people can do when they put down a composite deck is they can buy a deck. It pays a little bit more money, but it's called a capped board. And basically, by capping a board, what it is, it's a protective outer layer around the wood plastic core. And that has ingredients in in some deck material. There are ingredients included in that to fight off mold and mildew, you know, and things like that. So, um, you know, that's one of the things that you want to do. You pay a little bit more for it, but boy, oh boy, it sure is worth it in terms of long-term longevity as well as maintenance. Well, I tell you what, what kills me is the people that build their summer little weekend mountain getaway in such a way that every time they go up there, they've got to be doing some maintenance on it. Baby, this, this is the product for getting the deck built and just get up there and enjoy it. You don't have to work on it. (laughs) Yeah. Hire us. We'll work on it for you. Yeah. There you go. Hire renovations. Now what, what's your concept of, uh, of power washing uh, i would think with a composite deck uh, power washing would be an awful easy way just to get her done well there's two schools of thought on that and uh you know and i'm i think it depends upon the severity of the of the infestation on it you know and what you're doing and and how you end up power washing uh you know if you use like 125 psi power wash you know two inches from the board i don't think that that's smart I think if you use, you know, something less than that, you know, like maybe the force of a good hose, uh-huh. you know, good water pressure would, would probably do it. The different schools of thought on that, and number one, if you have mold and mildew and you want to use a power washer to get it off of there, one school of thought says that well, all you're really doing is taking off the surface and you're driving those spores back down deeper into the product itself. Oh. And then there's another one that says, well, no, this this cleans out pretty well and you should you should use this stuff. And, and then there's the third school of thought which says, you know, get – Get a good chemical in there that will uh, clean that stuff off, and, and some elbow grease, and scrub it, and you'll get uh, you'll get rid of it, and it'll stay gone for a good long time if you do it right. Now, I would imagine you've got to be careful of the chemicals you use for the for the change in coloration it could cause on the deck, because most of these composites now come uh, it, with an embossed wood grain. Uh, some are even photographed to the point where they really do look. Pretty authentic. Yeah, they look, they look good. Pretty yeah. authentic. But you've got to be careful. What Would y'all install one, Tom? Do y'all generally seal it before you leave, or is it good to go right as the product? It's usually good to go as soon as you okay. walk away from it. There's a couple of products that are out there that uh, I'll be dadgummed if I can pronounce these chemical names. Yeah, right, um, right. <laughs> but uh, the only one I could pronounce is sodium hypochlorite. Um, that was the stretch for me, but I got it. 
Uh, basically, there's a couple of different products that are out there that are safe to use. They're safe around animals. They're safe for the environment. And they're designed to specifically target mold and mildew. And they're specifically designed for, um, for outdoors. Fantastic. Tom, how, have, how has renovations made it through the COVID chaos? Well, we've had, uh, we've had some slowdown. Um, the uh, slowdown from scheduling comes from a variety of different reasons. One, uh, we're very careful with how many people we have on a job site at any time. Uh, we're trying to keep social distancing. You know, so if you have an electrician, a plumber, and six carpenters on the job, that's not great. <laughs> so basically what we try to do is our schedules for a project that would normally take 30 days is now taking 45 days simply because we're, you know, we're, we're spacing things out a little bit differently. Okay. We've also had some clients that uh, have said, you know, I, we really want to uh, wait till this thing is over before we move forward. We don't want anybody in our house. They tend to be elderly couples, you know, over 65 and uh, let's over say I'm, I'm elderly <laughs> and uh, we, we respect that. And so, you know, we've had a little bit of a slowdown and things like that, but uh, we're popping back right now. We've, we've had a surprising number of people that have called and want to set appointments out for, you know, a week out, two weeks out, those kinds of things. Well, as things start to open up a little bit. I'm almost scared to ask you this question because, but I'm curious. I'll have to tell you of the last 10 or 15 leads that we've taken in the Valley at Rosie Remodeling, over half those leads were people who had recently moved from or are going to move from in the very near future our neighboring state of California. You know, and I Pres really don't. Uh, Pre Prescott's been a landing spot for Californians for a lot of years. I know that some of our clients that we've got are, we have one, two, three, three or four good-sized projects right now, and they're all California transplants. Isn't that something else? Well, it, you know, it's a great state to be from. It is a great state to be from. <laughs> That's true. And they, 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 they tell me that right now, and I'm curious if you're seeing this in Prescott. I mean, the, uh, another big push of phone calls we're getting, uh, it had been really big three years ago, and then it kind of quieted down. But now everybody is interested in more stay-at-home, health-conscious, hibernating, habitat, office conversions, but uh, aging in place. Uh, my mom's a perfect example. I mean, she's 90 years old, and we had her, we had her one pin stroke away from signing the listing agreement to put her big house up for sale, and this hit, and she's tore that thing up. She says, there's no way you're going to get me in some facility that has to bring me a brown bag lunch into my closed room three times a day i've got this big yard i've got you know i can walk around and uh boys where where she wasn't even gonna paint the house before i think now we can talk to her to, well let's get the house painted but uh, aging in place seems to be a big big push right now and i think it's going to be a big push for a long time you could be right we're not seeing so much of that up here one of the things we're seeing up here which is kind of new for this year for us and um I think that, you know, people staying at home and thinking about themselves and family have caused it. Most folks who have second homes up here, a good many of those homes have been in the uh, family for generations. And we're starting to see the current occupants, you know, sort of the, uh, the folks that are, you know, empty nesters and everybody's gone. They're thinking about what happens with this cabin 
when we're no longer coming up oh. there anymore. And so, so we have generations that are starting to, they're starting to meet together. They meet up at the cabin and they sit down and they start talking about, well, do you want to keep this cabin? Well, and the next generation does. Then they start looking at doing the different things that they need to do, like fixing maybe some foundations. Because not all these cabins were built really, really <laughs> carefully. You know, well, hang, uh, hang, hang tight. A Colin lot of six-pack and fraternity brothers back in the 50s, that's <laughs> for sure. When we get back, we're, we'll continue our conversation with Tom of Renovations uh, and wrap up this particular hour, leading into our solar hour starting at 10 o'clock. Y'all hang on. Memorial Day edition of Rosie on the House. Visiting this morning with my good friend and remodeling expert in the Prescott area, Tom Riley of Renovations. Tom, appreciate you hanging on with me there for a few more minutes. And uh, I just want to tell you how how great it is. I mean, uh, we've been doing this show for 30 years, and for years people would call me and say, Rosie, I've got this house in Prescott, Prescott Valley. Uh, you know, Munns Park, wherever, Kachina Village. And who do you know? And it was really by listener demand, we had to go out and find people in these other communities that we could trust. And Tom Riley was one of the first ones that joined in the central and northern Arizona area. He's been with us for over 10 years. His company's renovations. Tom, you've been in Prescott. You've been in Prescott, what, 30, 30 plus years? 40 years, yeah. 40 years. Uh, Actually, 41. So it's just, it's just, but who's counting? It's just, been, it's been a joy to be able to be able to take the homeowners here in the valley and say, look, we've got a little bit of a network up there. Start with these guys before you do anything else. And I can't thank you enough for uh, all the second homeowners folks you've taken care of over the years. Well, we appreciate that too, and that uh, we appreciate the the call out, and uh, m- several of our clients up here. As a matter of fact, we're just finishing up one big project right now, a whole home renovation for a uh, client that uh, lives in the valley, and got us through the Rosie on the House network. Well, we we always, I mean, like I say, Tom's been in for ten years. He's become a a good close friend, and uh, I mean, if you want to take a look at his website to see the kind of work he does, just go to renovations.com. But Tom, I can't thank you enough. Whenever I've got questions uh, about home ownership issues that have to do with something north of the rim or up off the desert valley floor, Tom's always the guy I go to. Well, I appreciate that, Rosie. And that website is renovationsaz.com. Renovationsaz.com. And I was really interested in what you were saying about passing the cabin on because I've got a friend whose dad built a home in the mountains, county, island, in the 50s, and they're doing the same thing. And looking at it, I mean, the foundation, Tom, looked like he cut the ponderosa tree down, and when it laid on its side, that's what he started stacking on top. And (laughs) And it's a very neat little place, great setting, great surrounding. But it isn't worth putting one dime into the cabin, yet to tear it down and build something to code is out of anyone's budget. So they all are kind of looking at each other like, what do we do? What do we do? And to sell it, it would have to be a cash buyer. You couldn't get 
a mortgage a agent <laughs> to, to put it on here. So it, it very interesting that you'd said that because I, I had just seen that recently. Well, that they're they're getting to that point. Like I say, an awful lot of those early weekend under the ponderosa pine tree weekend getaways were fraternity brothers and six packs and and uh, 60 years later you got to kind of reassess that so tom again i appreciate you joining us for this broadcast and helping me out on that deck topic uh folks i couldn't recommend him enough or any of our rosie on the house partners up in Yavapai County, you can find them at rosieonthehouse.com. Today's guest was Tom Riley of Renovations. Renovationsaz.com.